0: Good morning and welcome to 1410 WYZM and the Plant Doctor Show. Uh, I had to play anchors away for all my brothers uh, that are out there in the Navy and were in the Navy. Uh, wish you a happy Veterans Day. And uh, just got done with uh, a buddy of mine invited me over to UWL for a uh, Veterans Day breakfast. Very, very nice. Uh, had the band playing in the background uh, they, boy, the Really nice job over there. Sausage and eggs was uh, the fare for the morning. Very tasty. But, uh, oh, oh, the season is flying by. Thanksgiving's almost here. Christmas is not that far beyond. So, I figured today, uh, between questions, we would talk about a few ideas concerning plants as Christmas presents. Ah. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, a nice house plant makes a wonderful gift, as it's something that lives and grows and becomes a part of somebody's life. You know, it's a little bit more meaningful than a pair of socks or a pair of underwear. My gosh, the prices of stuff are going nuts out there. Uh, Terry came back yesterday and uh, she had started to pick up a few Christmas things and. Uh, she had bought underwear for uh, one of the kids, and the price is just through the roof. It's like triple what it used to be. But, you know, a nice house plant, uh, if you start it yourself, it's very, very cheap. And you can even go to the stores. The price of uh, plants has not really gone up all that much. So it's something that we can get away with. The uh, still and, you know, not, you know, go broke doing it. But, uh, as always, if you've got a question about anything that's green or growing, please go ahead and uh, give me a call. number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914. Now, there's a few things that you need to keep in mind when talking about houseplants for, uh, know a gift uh oh the first thing i want to do is uh mention is the selection of the plant and is it right for that particular person that you're going to be uh you know giving it to uh does that person have a lot of sunlight uh does he only have shade uh, you know you're going to have to get uh, pick a plant that's going to fit that uh person's uh what they can offer it. And if the receiver has any young children uh, or pets, uh, is definitely something to keep in mind. A defenbachia, or dumb cane, uh, spath, uh, otherwise known as peace lilies, English ivy, they're all poisonous. So are, as are uh, philodendrons, daffodils, or paper whites, even pothos. Uh, so, you know, those are all plants that you're going to want to shy away from. So a little bit of research might be needed uh, if you're you know going to be giving a plant to somebody with kids. Uh, a plant that a lot of people think is poisonous, but it's not, is the poinsettia. Uh, the poinsettia is, uh, for some reason, got a really bad rap a few years back as being poisonous. And it's not. But, and there's always got to be that but, the sap has a very high uh, content of latex. So if somebody has a latex allergy, and this is probably where it got the uh, rap as being poisonous. Uh, if somebody's got a latex allergy, it could be a bad thing for that matter, or for that person. And uh, rubber plants, uh, anything in the ficus family as well has a uh, bad or a high uh, percentage of latex in their sap. So you know, that's something to keep in mind. But nowadays everybody's out there selling plants, and you can purchase them pretty much at all the major chain stores, grocery stores, florists, and who knows. I bought a uh, glass bowl, or it's actually like a crystal bowl uh filled with water and a blooming rose for terry and i did that years ago and i think we still have it i can't believe it it's an actual it's a real rose it's not a silk rose in it and the things just lasted and lasted and lasted and uh, plants make wonderful gifts so if purchased at a florist or a nursery, I bet you'd stand a better chance at them getting home or getting to the uh, receivers home alive uh, because they've got people at work and, you know, are a little bit more knowledgeable about plants. Well, you can get some nice plants at some of the larger chain stores, though, uh, but you still want to avoid buying plants that are located right in the front entrances of the stores. Uh, and we'll get back to talking about that in a little bit. But Right now, we got a caller coming in, so we're going to go ahead and jump over the phone lines. But uh, if you got a question, too, please go ahead and give me a call or shoot me a text. The number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914. And good morning. You're on The Plant Doctor Show. Who is this? Hi, my name is Jim. Hey, Jim, what can I do for you? Okay, I was wondering if it's too late to split my uh, peonies plants and hostas plants. Nope. This is a perfect time of the year to do it. All the top growth is done for the season. And uh, right now they're going to be, they're done recharging uh, their corms. And so, and they'll still be anchoring uh, themselves. They'll be sending out uh, the tiny little feeder roots. So you go ahead and split up the uh, corms and, uh, Pop them in the ground. Don't fertilize them. But what you can do, especially with a peony, is uh, mix some peat moss into the soil. Uh, okay. Uh, the hosta as well. Both plants are uh, lean more towards uh, acid-loving than uh, alkaline. So uh, a little bit of peat moss will do them fine. Uh, make sure that it stays well watered until you know the ground starts to freeze, and you're good to go. All right, thank you. And then I was wondering if um, I have some rose bushes that uh, um, I cover pretty good in the wintertime, but I was wondering when I should trim them back. They really had a good year, and they grew quite a bit. I usually let my rose bushes go until the leaves start curling up uh, uh, after a couple of frosts. And when the bush starts to look ratty, I'll go ahead and take them down then. Uh, What you don't want to do is wait until we have a heavy-duty freeze. Uh, But, uh, you know, get it done before, uh, you know, that. You should be good to go. Okay? Okay. Um, Let's see. Oh, is this a good time to plant tulip bulbs? Definitely. This is, and actually I'm going to be uh, doing a lot of bulb planting this weekend myself. Uh, this okay. is the time of the year to, uh, your spring flowering bulbs need the cold in order to, uh, grow next season. So, uh, get them in the ground now. Uh, tulips, not only tulips, but, uh, daffodils, paper whites, well, paper whites don't need to be chilled, but, uh, daffs, uh, hyacinth, crocus, uh, all those bulbs need to be chilled. And, uh, okay. so, uh, go ahead and get them in the ground now and, uh, you'll be fine. Okay, thank you very much. You're quite welcome, Jim. Thanks for calling. Bye. Have a great day. And let's see, drop that. And, yep, I was going to talk uh, bulbs too, can be forced. And that's one of the plants I wanted to talk about uh, for doing yourself for Christmas presents. Because, believe it or not, there are still a couple of uh, plants out there that uh, you'd have time for uh, to uh, grow inside their house. Not all of them, though. Uh, unfortunately, you know, some of the uh, bulbs need, like I was saying, need to be chilled, and I don't think we have enough time to chill and plant. There might be one of them that I have to check the chart. But uh, yeah, as I was saying before, though, about uh, when you're buying plants, you can you can get some nice plants at some of these larger chain stores, but you want to avoid buying the plants that are located right near the front entrances cuz they're susceptible to c- the cold drafts you know coming in the doors you know it's not that cold out there yet but uh you know uh, some days are it's still pretty chilly out there and you know winter is definitely coming and you know people open up the doors uh, the cold wind blows in that take does its damage. And also, they uh, have hot air blowing down from up above because the stores want to keep uh, the cashiers from getting frostbite on their fingertips, so they have the heaters blasting down right in those areas too. And it all it's also done that way to keep the uh, floors dry from people walking in, you know, kicking snow off their shoes and stuff like that to keep the floors from getting slippery. So... Uh, don't go. Uh, the stores like sticking plants there because it's a uh, high uh, sales area. The you walk in, everybody sees you know the front of the store as you walk into the doors, and they like to fill it up with nice showy plants like poinsettias uh, that are all in bloom and spray painted different colors. And have glitter on them and everything else for, you know, all these impulse purchases. But that's about the worst place you can buy them from. Don't buy them from there. Go to the back of the store, the sides, where they uh, have the uh, plants at. And that's in a more uh, temperate location. And the plants will do much, much better, I promise you. Now, you know, if you're going over to somebody's house, uh, you know, around Christmas time and you want to pick up a table centerpiece that's going to be there for one day and you can go ahead and pick up one of those centerpieces then at that point uh from, you know, right in the uh front of the store. But not if you're looking for a plant for as a gift. Now, uh also a lot of times uh in these types of stores they sell plants that are in full bloom, and that's definitely something to keep in mind uh, because you don't want to buy one like that. It might be pretty right now, but what's it going to look like come Christmas? Um, and if it's in full bloom now, it may have already been you know, going through its blooming period, so uh, you're not going to have any buds left, and it's very likely you're going to be left with a green plant come Christmas time. Which is you know okay sometimes, but you know most of us want to give to a plant that somebody when it's in its full glory. So yeah, uh, really have to time it right. Look at the plant. Look how developed the buds are. Yeah, uh, you know, if the closer you get to Christmas, obviously uh, the more open the buds can be. Right now, if you're going to be buying a plant. Uh, a flowering plant you want to make sure that those buds are pretty tightly closed and you know just starting to form okay that's going to take us to our first break if you got a question about anything that's green or growing though please go ahead and give me a call shoot me a text number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914 and we will be right back in just a couple of minutes and we are back and I'm going over a couple uh text messages that we got Let's see, this one here is from TJ. Uh, Gee, I wonder who that could be. Hey there, that rose continued to live because it loves me. Yep, you're right. Uh, It didn't love me. Okay, uh, let's see here. That is for, okay, that's the next one here. Uh, this is the apple tree that never blooms. I had messaged you before big tree, no blossoms. What do I do with it? Let's click on the picture and see what we got. Okay. Well, it's growing on a hillside. It looks like it gets plenty of sunshine. Uh, assuming that it's getting sunshine all day long and you can go ahead. It looks like, Judging by the grasses and stuff in the area, they look like they're pretty dry. Uh, you may uh, need to be watering it. It's very hard to tell by these pictures uh, what actually is going on, so I've just got to give you generic uh, answers, unfortunately. Uh, it could be a lack of uh, you know, the proper nutrients, so you could try fertilizing it. Uh, use regular tree stakes, uh, and I would pop them in the ground right next to each uh, tree, uh, right underneath the drip line of the branches. And at that size, you can probably get away with uh, uh, four stakes for each tree. And it doesn't have to be exact, but, you know, one northeast, south, and west. Uh, you know, d- just opposite of each other as you're uh, popping them into the ground. And make sure it gets plenty of water during the season. Do not fertilize it now. It is the wrong time of the year to do such. Uh, You're going to want to wait until springtime. And really, that's about all I can say right now uh, without actually examining the tree. And let's see. We had one more here uh, with a warm-up anticipated. Is it still okay to trim spruce trees uh, branches that are touching the ground? Good question. And you can't. It's not that big of a warm up. I'm. We're looking at one uh, day where it's supposed to get up into the 60s, one or two days, but it's not going to be getting up uh, to summertime temps. Also, the ground right now. I'm mean, granted we had a little bit of rain, some snow. Uh, but the ground is still relatively dry and, uh, without having that much rain in the forecast, the grounds, st- the trees aren't going to be taking up that much uh, moisture. And that's what you're looking to guard against. Uh, you don't want to be uh, doing the trimming when the, uh, trees have a lot of sap running. Uh, you can wait till later on in the fall or early in the winter with no problems whatsoever. Uh, and th- the big thing about the, uh, sap running is it comes out of the tree and it draws insects and, uh, the insect vector and diseases. And that's how you wind up getting, you know, uh, problems uh, with your tree. So, or shrub for that matter. So, uh, if you want to wait, go ahead. I'm not going to say that any trimming has to be done right now. But uh, with the weather conditions that we've had, it shouldn't hurt a whole heck of a lot, to be honest with you. Okay, let's see. Uh, I took care of that one, that one, that one. And okay, that's for Dan Steele's that he never got to. So we've got uh, three open lines and no text, Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. And uh, today we are talking about purchasing plants or planting plants uh, for Christmas gifts. And yeah, usually I don't like talking about uh, doing anything Christmas this until at least after Thanksgiving. But in this case, uh, especially if you're going to be growing them yourselves, you know, you got to do some thinking ahead and planning ahead and get started. So, uh, you know, it's time to start thinking about this. Now, uh, unfortunately, it's time of the year, too. You know, you're pretty much forced to contend with these major uh, fluctuations in temps. Now, you can go out and buy a plant right now or wait till tomorrow when it's supposed to be up in the 60s. And that's great. Go ahead and get home. But what is it going to be like when you need to get the plant to the recipient? And that's also something that you need to keep in mind. If uh, you're going to be given plants as gifts, it might be a better idea to have the uh, recipient come to your place at Christmas than it it would be for you to uh, take it there, especially if you're... You know, going to be doing multiple stops. I know a lot of people on Christmas Day like to, you know, go visit family and friends and such, and they, uh, you know, house bounce. uh, You know, spending a couple hours at each uh, place. That's not a good idea if you have uh, plants in the car. Not good at all. So uh, it might be a good idea to have them come to your place uh, and, you know, exchange gifts there. Okay, we're going to take a little bit of a break here. Take care of some news and uh, a little bit of business, but we'll be right back at 1410 WYZM. If you got a question about anything green or growing, it does not have to be about you know uh, the topic of the day. It could be about your lawn. Maybe you're thinking about doing some uh, repairs and wondering if you could still do it. Uh, that's what, I had a text uh, question uh, asking about that, and maybe we'll go over that a little bit too when I, we come back. Okay, uh, we'll be back here in just a couple of minutes. Go ahead and give me a call or shoot me a text. The number down here at Wisdom is 608-785-7914. And we'll be right back. And we are back. And if you do happen to have a question about anything green or growing, uh, please don't wait to the end of the show. Call in now. Uh, it's I always get a flurry of uh, phone calls and texts in the last couple of minutes of the show. And if. I can't get to you at that point. I can't get to you. I'm sorry. But if you call in now, we can fit everybody in. So uh, I started uh, talking about potting up some bulbs. And you, this is one very easy gift that you can do. Uh, unfortunately, though, not many bulbs uh, are suitable at this point for giving us Christmas gifts. Uh, you can do it, but it, there's certain timing with uh, different types of plants, uh, you know, that you're going to have to uh, keep in mind. Now, a lot of your spring blooms, uh, like tulips, snowdrop, crocus, uh, they require a chilling period in order for them to bloom. Now, the best way to chill a bulb, and they contrary to popular belief, they do not have to be frozen, Uh, They can be, but they do not have to be. Uh, But they do need to be kept down to right in the upper 30s at least. And uh, so your vegetable drawer in your fridge is like the perfect place for it. Now, uh, tulips can take 10 to 15 weeks to chill. Uh, Usually they bloom in about two to four weeks after planting. Snowdrops, about 15 weeks. So you can see that these, at this point, these are just ruled flat out for Christmas. Uh, Irises, 13 to 15 weeks. And again, two to four uh, weeks after planting, uh, they'll uh, pop and bloom. Crocuses, a little bit less, eight to 15 weeks. Uh, With about two to three weeks after planting, they'll bloom. Hyacinth, uh, we're back up to 12 to 15 weeks, uh, and they'll bloom in two to four weeks. Grape hyacinth, eight to 14 weeks. Now, daffodils, if you get daffodils in today, you might be able to have them blooming by uh, Christmas uh, because it takes about two to three weeks uh, chilling, then they're going to bloom in about uh, two to four weeks. So we're right at the end period for uh, daffodils. If you wanted to get them in for uh, you know making a uh, present. But the cousins of daffodils, paper whites, do not require any chilling. And they'll bloom in about four weeks as well after planting. So you can definitely do those. Freesia, uh, one of my favorite plants... Would make a beautiful Christmas present. They don't require any chilling either, but unfortunately, it takes about eight weeks to bloom. Freesia, it is worth the wait, even if the plant isn't in full bloom when you're going to be giving it as a gift. Uh, And if you don't know what Freesia is, if you've ever gotten a bouquet of flowers and it just has a beautiful, you know, flower scent to it, Most flowers in a bouquet of flowers that you buy at a store don't have any scent at all. It's the freesia in them that give it that really nice scent. Uh, They're bright uh, looking blooms about the best way to describe them. They're kind of like a snapdragon, but not really kind of like a cross between a snapdragon and a foxglove, I guess, Uh, in the way that they look. But, I mean, you've got bright pinks, yellows, oranges, peaches, uh, nice and uh, cheery-colored blooms, whites even. And uh, they make a beautiful presentation in a pot. And uh, that's another thing that you uh, need to keep uh, aware of, too. When planting bulbs to give as gifts, or for yourself for that matter, when you do it, don't do them all the same day. Uh, now, as I was saying before with the paper whites, uh, you can go ahead and uh, get away with doing this. Uh, the freesia, you can go ahead and still do it too. Even the daffodils, if you're going to give them a chill, but don't take out all the bulbs and pop them in the pot at the same time. What's good, really good is to use a larger pot and use like four to five bulbs, uh, and stagger. They're planting uh, periods. That way there, as one's co- going out of bloom, you're going to have another one coming into bloom. And, uh, you know, it just makes it last for that much longer. Now, when you're going to be growing, uh, you know, bulbs from pots as a gift, it, this is a temporary one. Yes, you can technically save the bulbs uh, to plant again next year, plant them out in your yard. Well, most of them. Freesia won't grow in your yard. Uh, not in this zone anyhow. But it, they will not bloom the following year after planting. Uh, you might get some greens out of them uh, and leaves. And if that happens, you need to go ahead and just allow them to grow and die back naturally. Because the uh, bulbs need to recharge uh, themselves Uh The leaves act as a stomach for the plant, digesting uh, material it's brought up from the ground, sends it back down to the bulb itself where it stores it. Uh, The bulb is actually like a food storage bank. And everything that that bulb needs uh, to bloom or that plant needs to uh, bloom is inside the bulb. It's not taking up nutrients from the ground like other plants do. Uh, If you cut back the leaves before the bulb has a chance to recharge, uh, you stand a good chance that that bulb either dying or, like I said, it's not going to have enough uh, energy to uh, go into bloom the following year. So most of the time when people uh, receive uh, bulbs as a uh, gift, they tend to, uh, you know, it's a temporary thing. It's going to last a lot longer than a bouquet of flowers, but uh, they will eventually wind up throwing them out. Down the road, uh, it is technically possible to save it though. And if you are going to save the bulbs into the following year, go ahead after you get them blooming. Uh, and granted, nobody wants to keep in their house a bunch of, uh, say, daffodil greens growing or what have you. <sighs> Let them grow for as long as you can and, you know, get some energy back in the bulb, give it plenty of sunshine at that point. You can go ahead and fertilize it at that point, too, with a bulb tone type fertilizer. And uh, when you do cut them back, uh, take the bulbs out of the soil, brush off very lightly, brush off any of the dirt that's on them, and uh, store them in an open box with peat moss on the inside of it. And don't push the bulbs all the way down to the peat moss, but just about halfway into it. And about every uh, two to three weeks, go down with a uh, water misting bottle. And you want to keep it in a cool, dark place. So when I say go down, usually that's in the cellar. Uh, But go visit your bulbs and give them just the slightest bit of moisture. Not enough to make them uh, damp or wet, but just the slightest bit. And uh, when you do that, you want to make sure you turn the bulbs as well. Uh, That way their uh, new uh, portion of the bulb will be facing into the peat moss because the peat moss has an ingredient to it that uh, retards rot from occurring, which can be really, really handy. Uh, You never also want to have the bulbs touching each other well in the peat moss. Uh, You know, just have a little bit of a separation between each one uh because if i uh, want rot does start in one and rot will spread from bulb to bulb to bulb if they're touching and that's what you don't want to do okay uh <coughs> excuse me now another great thing that you can do as a christmas gift too and uh this is uh one thing that Terry's always want me to talk about before christmas and I can see why, because it it's especially this year, wherever the prices are going through the roof, you can make a really cool gift for somebody that's going to last for not all that much money. And it's going to take a little bit of work and a little bit of time, but that's mostly what's going to be needed. And either you can take cuttings from your own plants and, uh, Make them up or you know, quick trip to the garden shop to get your materials and uh, bring them back home, then you know, start putting together. And that is making a dish garden. Dish gardens are one of the neatest things for any plant enthusiast because you can make them into whatever you know the person happens to be interested in. Uh, a fisherman. You can take an old fishing creel and uh, line it with a plastic liner and make a uh, planter out of that. Uh, you know, maybe you know the person's into gardening outside. Uh, you can go to one of these hobby stores and get a little miniature wheelbarrow and set it in a dish and uh, go ahead and uh, put some soil in the wheelbarrow and tip it up. And you can plant the uh, plants... In the soil coming out of the uh, wheelbarrow as well, and uh, you know right on into the uh, dish garden. If you know, just let your imagination run wild. Uh, if the person's a jogger, you can use an old pair of shoes or you know running shoes for that matter. Uh, well, I wouldn't use a really old nasty pair, but you know that wouldn't be nice. But you you get the idea. Uh, dish gardens can present every theme in the world, which would m- mirror the recipient's, uh, interests. And even a single plant can become a landscaping work of art by adding a couple of, uh, other accents into it. Uh, you can buy moss, uh, pick up your own driftwood or stones. I and mean, right now, uh, this is the time of the year you can go out, take a walk down by the river. Uh, you can find all sorts of interesting rocks and stones. Uh, go up by the bluffs, uh, anywhere's where there was any excavating or anything else that was done. And a lot of times, especially in these areas that have sandstone, you can find, uh, especially in this area, uh, they're not really geodes. Well, I guess they're technically geodes, but uh, places where you've got the sandstone on the outside and hollows out on the inside, and you've got crystals in there, uh, granted with all the iron in the soil around here, most of the time the uh, crystals are turning like a, a reddish orange color, but they make wonderful accents to, uh, dish gardens and uh, anything you can think of, uh, uh, fishing lures for the fishermen. Uh, if you've got an avid hunter, maybe a couple of spent shells, uh, you know, uh, lying on the uh, top of the soil, uh, shotgun shells or what have you. Uh, whatever you want to do, uh, like I said, it's so easy to mirror the recipient's interests. And they're not hard to make. Uh, it's going to be a nice, long-lasting reminder uh, to your loved ones uh, You know that you're thinking about them enough to uh, make something special for them. Now, your dish garden should be planted in an open, shallow container. The size is only relevant to the extent of how many or few plants it will be able to support. Now, it is helpful, though, if there's drainage holes in the uh, bottom of the container. But it's not necessary if there's this, you a know, decent amount of depth to uh, facilitate by adding a... Uh, layer of gravel for uh, drainage underneath. Uh, you just need to be careful of overwatering. And if that's the case, make sure you tell a recipient that too. Uh, most garden centers or hobby stores will have a good variety of ceramic dishes that are made just for this purpose. Personally, I prefer dishes with a little bit more, you know, personality to it than the standard round bowl look. And, you know, for a few minutes, you know, wandering down the aisles of a second-hand store or a dollar store, uh, maybe even your own garage will reveal the perfect base for your project. And I've actually seen them done in gravy boats even. Uh would make a really nice-looking planter. And you, know, you can also tie together their... Uh, Interests with the type of plant that you're growing you know maybe they're snowbirds so uh you know they leave this area for the uh, winter time and uh you know they come back uh each uh, year in the spring you know they had someplace warm maybe they'd like a cactus uh garden uh or you can do you know you know whatever type of plant you want to now as you look for your uh, perfect planter, keep your eye open for miniature gardening accents. Uh, a lot of times, if you go into hobby stores and go over by dollhouses, uh, they have little ceramic, you know, thingies that you can include in your dollhouse that are great for dish gardens. And all these things are usually really cheap. Uh, I've seen little wooden bridges that you can uh, make up in there. Little ceramic Bambies, uh, you know, to give to the hunter. Uh, all sorts of things like that. Uh, I found once a uh, little ten-inch wheelbarrow that had its uh, set of little miniature tools that went along with it. That looked really cool. Uh, I made that into a planter when I was back in school. Uh, a basket uh, works great. Like I said, for a uh, fisherman, you can use a creel. Or an old bait bucket, for that matter. Uh, That would make a really neat-looking dish planter. So it's whatever your... uh, Yeah, just use your imagination. Uh, You want to put a layer of uh, drainable material down the bottom. Uh, The more drainable, the better. So, you know... If you have a thicker dish you can use uh, small pebbles but you can go down to you know size of sand followed up by uh, a couple of inches of uh, good potting soil then just go ahead and plant your plants into that and on top of it try to cover it up with some type of a uh, mulch that would match the uh, pot uh, Spanish moss uh, anything that will cover the soil to you know help keep the moisture in Okay, we've got... Oh, we had a caller coming in. I'll have to uh, take him after this break coming up. But we're going to go ahead and take a, a break here, and we'll be back here at 1410 WICM in just a minute or two. We got a couple of callers on hold, so we're going to jump right back over to the phone lines. Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this? Hi, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. What can I do for you? Uh, i got a mulch question for you. i um, been trying
1: to research on uh, leaf mulch, mm-hmm. and... I know you take green material and everything, mix everything. Um, the question I have is I have a 50 pound
0: bag of nitrogen of zero.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that possible to mix that in there and just create the leaf mulch that way over the winter, or what's the best way to utilize that? Okay. Are you talking about making like compost or? Yeah. Okay, compost. Yeah. Okay, because people do mulch with leaves, and that's just laying them across the surface to keep weeds from uh, coming up. Uh, No, you do not want to mix any uh, fertilizer into the the leaves. Uh, The key thing that you need to do is turning them over and adding moisture. Uh, You do not want to allow it to totally dry out, but drying slightly is uh, also vital. Uh, because it it needs to get wet, dry out, get wet, dry out, get wet, dry out. That is what breaks them down. Also, uh, by having a new surface up to the air will break it down. Uh, You don't want to go adding any chemicals to it, though, Uh, and definitely don't add any pesticides or fungicides or anything Mm -hmm. along those uh, lines. Because, uh, you know, a lot of uh, things, insects and even fungal uh, fungal uh, things that you wouldn't want to have out in your lawn necessarily, but they help break down the leaves. So just p- pop them in a bin or stick them in a pile back in some mm-hmm. corner of the yard. Uh, go out there with a pitchfork every couple of weeks and, and turn them over so you've got a new you know portion that's out and... Mm-hmm. Adjacent to the air, and uh, they will break down on their own. Uh, Leaves Uh, will break down on their own over a period of years, but by turning them over constantly, uh, it will happen a lot quicker. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I get all that, but the, the, I mean, everything I read says that leaves and brown material are they're nitrogen deficient. So if you have a bag of nitrogen, wouldn't
0: that add nitrogen? don't add it. Uh, what you're going to do then is it's going to slow down the uh, composting of the leaves. Yes, they are nitrogen deficient. There is not much nitrogen in leaves, but you're making soil. Uh, when you come, you know, when it's time for you to uh, plant with it, then you can uh, go ahead and uh, fertilize a bit. But don't do it while they're breaking down. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Have a great day, then. bye -bye. bye. Good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show. Who's this?
1: Hi. uh, My name is Carol, Carol. and I have a question about my boxwoods. Um, They were new late fall. I just put them in a bit ago, Um, and they're on a raised bed. Should I keep watering them now while it's still getting warm, especially this next week with the west sun?
0: Yes uh without okay. a doubt without a doubt and you're going to want to okay. keep watering them and this goes for anything that's been newly transplanted uh you're going to want to keep watering them until the ground freezes not a frost but the ground freezes so you can't stick a stick into okay. it anymore. And okay
1: okay and then i do have the the wilt stop the stuff that prevents um, okay. it reduces moisture. It's meant for on the plants. Mm-hmm. Then do I wait till that point before I cover them too? I've covered um, our previous boxwoods with burlap for the winter, oh, so okay. they don't get all the wind burn. Mm-hmm. Is that a good idea?
0: Uh, definitely. Uh, that's using wilt proof and uh, covering. Um, there's no problem with doing both of those at the uh, same time. I would allow it to dry before you cover it, obviously. but okay. uh, Yeah, I don't see any problems with doing both. It's okay. At true. what
1: point, when it starts getting below freezing at night, is that when I cover them? Uh, or do I wait a little longer?
0: At this point, you know, who knows what next week has in store. Uh, they're saying that it's supposed to be nice and warm, but they've got... Re- problems saying what happened yesterday, let alone looking ahead. So Okay. I would go ahead and do it now. Uh very honestly okay. I would, Perfect. While well, well,
1: it's still decent out before I'm freezing trying to do it.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. Thank you very much.
0: You're quite okay. welcome, Carol. You have a great <laughs> <Thank> weekend. <you. laughs>
1: Oh so you're my local resource and referral to all the neighbors <laughs> with questions on, on gardening.
0: Thank okay, you very thank much.
1: Thank you. <laughs> bye
0: bye. Bye bye. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who can tell what the uh, future is going to bring? And that isn't a knock against the weatherman. Uh, I, hey, I'd love to have a job where I could be wrong sixty percent of the time, uh, but hey, their job. It's not as easy and cut and dry as everybody thinks it might be. Uh, I know a couple of weathermen personally. And heck, we've had uh, them into a the, uh, show from time to time. And uh, they've got a really hard job, and it's a thankless job, too. Because they never get praise for the good weather, but they always get all sorts of, uh, you know, damnation for uh, the crappy weather. And it's not their fault. It's Mother Nature. But, you know, hey, you know, I can tell you when grass is going to grow because of the temperature in the ground. And once it gets up to a certain uh, temperature, yeah, your grass is going to sprout in uh, three days or, you know, two weeks. And, you know, I can give you all that information uh, because it's pretty much, you know, standard. They're guessing. And they're basing their guesses off of uh, historical facts. And it doesn't always stay the same. And there's a lot of other things that come into play, too. So, you know, who knows?